You are listening to a podcast from the UAB School of Nursing Health Network. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Clinical Pearls. I'm your host for today, Curry Bordelon. Throughout this season, we've had discussions about different professional development pathways within nursing. Today, we're going to continue that conversation and talk about nursing leadership. With that, I have two excellent guests with us here today to talk about their journeys in nursing leadership and their influence within really changing the lives and changing how nurses develop certain leadership skills. So thank you both for joining us today, Marissa Wilson and Greg Egerton. So, so as we get started, I'd like to spend a little bit of time today talking about the, your, your backgrounds to get, get to know you a little bit better and have some context of how you've uh, gotten into the role that you're in now. So Greg, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and where you are today. Sure. Thanks, Curry. And thanks for the invitation to be a part of this important conversation. As Curry said, I'm Greg Egerton. Uh, I'm an associate professor here at the UAB School of Nursing and the specialty track coordinator for the Nursing and Health Systems Administration Pathway, most commonly known as the Nursing Leadership Pathway. So I, I come to this position as associate professor with experience in the field. I spent my nursing career um, in, in leadership for the most part. Started out as an ICU nurse many years ago, spent a few years in that role uh, working in CCU, MICU, and enjoyed the, the, the care that I provided for my patients and working with the teams that provided the care for the patients. But then my trajectory took me down the leadership path. And over the course of the years, I went into more uh, higher level uh, leadership positions over, over time and ended my career after 18 years uh, as a chief nursing officer and at times chief executive officer for a large healthcare system. So uh, I was able to spend my time and my passion leading others, working with teams, leading teams, developing teams, and uh, really uh, working on my, uh, continuously working on my skills as a nurse leader, and along the way, helping others become uh, leaders in healthcare. So thank you, Curry. Excellent, thank you so much for that, uh, you know, that glimpse into history of uh, what you've done within the health system. Marissa, I'd like to get to know you a little bit more Tell us about your pathway into the injury world. Sure. My name is Marisa Wilson. I am currently the director of the Nursing Health Services Leadership Pathways, under which the master's and post-master's DMP programs in Nursing Health Services Administration, Nursing Informatics, CNL, uh, in the future, post-master's DMP population health, master's in education, and transition health care. Um, I am a nurse. I am background trained in my graduate degree as a field epidemiologist in public health from many years ago. I am also an informatician board certified. I direct and lead the, uh, the, program, the track coordinator for the nursing informatics program, the master's program at the University of Alabama Birmingham School of Nursing. My trajectory is a little bit um, convoluted because I began my career with computer science before there was actually a formal degree in informatics. It was the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And I began in my young age building public health systems for maternal and child health issues within the state of Maryland uh, Department of Health and the governor's office. I then eventually transitioned into acute care clinical informatics. I became a nurse. I actually worked clinically for 23 years, 
while I was doing my informatics leadership. Now, in informatics, I had the opportunity to work my way from an, an analyst up to a uh, project director, project manager. I got to work with a variety of settings within the healthcare system and beyond the healthcare system across a complex enterprise. I was the director for reworking nursing workflows, back basically all clinical workflows, and infusing technology, data, and information and knowledge within those workflows. We were building the first order entry screens and um, all that process within a large academic medical enterprise in the Northeast. So I've had the pleasure to work across the enterprise. I've worked with dietitians, I've worked with surgeons, I've worked with anesthesiologists, and I've worked with nurses. Basically changing the healthcare sector by infusing technology with the provisions of being able to capture data, information, knowledge, and ultimately to form nursing wisdom. Excellent. Thank you so much. This is a this is gonna be a great conversation with both of you with the extensive experience that you had within health systems, within communities, and so forth. So we're very fortunate to have you. You know, one of the things that we commonly have, almost a catch-all sort of phrase is leadership. We often use that in healthcare, we often use that with specifically within nursing, just sort of a you know leadership skill or a leadership role or leadership. But I wanna I wanna really get down to the basics with that. Why leadership? What is why is leadership so important within the health system? Mm -hmm. Greg. Yeah, so I, I'm glad you asked that question because sometimes leadership kind of gets buried, as you kind of made reference to, Curry, uh, in the conversations that we have. We talk about leadership. What we want to talk about today, I think, is the more formal uh, leadership roles that, that nurses can take. And why does leadership matter? As you all know, healthcare organizations and providing healthcare is complex. It has become much more complex over the years and requires a lot of teamwork. And integral to that teamwork are nurses. You walk in any healthcare organization and you look at a healthy organization and nurses are involved or should be involved. And who represents those nurses? Nurse leaders. Our role as nurse leaders, regardless of the level of that leadership, whether that's at the unit level, whether that's at the shift level, at the department level or at the organizational level, we are there to represent the voice of our nurses and the care that we provide our patients and be a part of change. Healthcare is changing literally every day. And without nurse leaders at the table to have a part of that discussion and to help lead that discussion leaves a huge void in the change process. So we need to make sure that we have well-trained, well-educated, formal nurse leaders in positions throughout the organization that can represent nursing profession at the table as changes are made in the healthcare delivery systems that we are providing to enhance the care of our, our patients. Excellent, thank you. That's, that's such an important uh, viewpoint. Uh, and Marissa, I'd like to get your take because you've got a, a, a different uh, background within the health system and within leadership in the community. What is, what is leadership to you and how how, why, you know, why is it so valuable in your, uh, in your background? So in my area, which is informatics, we are talking about a multi-billion dollar industry that impacts every aspect of the healthcare sector, whether that is in the patient's home, in the community, in the populations, or of course, in the acute care facilities, long-term care facilities, et cetera. 
these fund these technologies and the data we collect and what we do with that data fundamentally can change the way healthcare providers work and nurses are the largest providers of those services across all sectors so the decisions a nurse informatics leader makes will greatly impact 4 million nurses across the country, regardless of where they are employed. And in informatics, we have very specific models and processes that are evidence-based, tested, best practice guidelines for making these large, substantial, and very expensive organizational changes with technology infusion. And I am not just talking about EHRs. That is one of them. I'm talking about personal health records that patients use, robotics, mobile apps, wearable devices, social media, and all the rest. All of these are information technology tools. We change the way our colleagues do their work. And in order to ensure that we are not creating documentation burden, inefficiencies, quality and safety issues downstream and across organizations and enterprises, we must be educated at the graduate and higher level to understand those models and processes and frameworks that a leader in this realm would use to make those giant transitions. Excellent. Thank you. I'm so glad you talked about some of those items such as you know, we've also often talked about click fatigue when you have so much of a system that you're documenting constantly, drop downs and so forth. You get very mm -hmm. fatigued in that process. And so I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that and really to how it takes leadership to make it optimal, to, to really look at the functionality and the role within the health system. So I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'd like to stay with you, Marissa, and talk about some other things, you know, for our, for our potential students or those nurses who are interested in these potential tracks that you all have described, what type, you know, what types of tracks, what types of specialties can students um, pursue to be able to expand their career in those areas of interest? Absolutely. Well, under the Nursing Health Services Leadership Pathways falls Dr. Egerton's Nursing Health Services Administration Master's, my Nursing Informatics Master's program. Um, our, our clinical nurse leader program is phasing out and moving over to a transitions of care, which is really important as we move people across systems. We can also, we are also going to begin a post-master's DMP in population health. These are all non-NP focused, non-direct care focused graduate level degree programs that put you in and in the leadership seat and on and in and at the organizational table to lead these substantial changes that our nation is so needy of as we try to um, fill in any gaps, create those fiscal efficiencies, and ultimately improve outcomes of patient care. Excellent. Thank you. You know, it's some of the things that you're that you're mentioning is some of those very specific tracks. And, you know, I'd like to have a, a little bit more conversation about someone who might be interested in those. So based on all the different tracks that are available, because, you know, for instance, UAB, but many, many other universities have multiple leadership type pathways that they can go into for nursing. So, Greg, can you can you describe to us a little bit more? about how a, how a potential student would go through the decision-making process and which 
pathway to choose, which track to choose over one over another. Sure. Well, I think it starts with the student or potential student reflecting on where they've been and what kind of roles they've been in in their past, but then considering what is it that they want to do when they think forward. What do they want to spend the next 20, 25 years of uh, their career doing? And, I, and, and in my counseling with students, I think uh, I always talk about what drives you? What makes you happy in the morning to get up and go to work? What kinds of things do you like to be involved in? You know, what, what, where is your passion? Is it, in leading, is it in leading individuals through formal leadership roles? Is it the informatics uh, sector of, of this specialty? where you really enjoy both uh, the healthcare leadership part along with the tech technology parts, along with team building? Is it the transitions of care? You know, are, are you interested in how patients really move from one level of care to another, how we move populations of health uh, or populations of patients from one type of healthcare to another? So what is it that really uh, drives you? What is it that makes you ask the, the important questions? And then I always say, sit down with someone in those roles, okay? People in your organization, people at the schools of nursing who are specialists in these roles, and really talk to them and ask them the tough questions about what, what will I do in this role? What can I do in this role? What, what impact does this role have on patient care? What, what impact does this role have on the nursing care that we provide and the nurses themselves that we work with on a daily basis? And then start kind of fettering out, you know, I've got a lot of options. Then start kind of narrowing it down based on the feedback that you've gotten and then find the right program for you, okay? Narrow that down. If it's a leadership uh, role that you think you want to, to pursue, then look at the Nursing and Health Systems Administration program. If it's the informatics, look at the, the informatics specialist uh, pathway. Okay, so you really want to start broad, keeping your mind open to, to all the possibilities that nursing offers, but then you also want to then align your own personal passion, your own personal interest, your own expertise. You want to then talk to the folks that do these jobs and find out if if what you perceive people do in these roles actually do that, and then get aligned with a specialty graduate program that would provide you with the education and skills for you to be successful as you move forward. I'm so glad you mentioned the coaching uh, concept because it really is, it can be quite overwhelming for students, whether it to be just looking at a website, a potential university, to see all the different choices and selections, but also especially very complex uh, health systems or academic health science centers, that can be very overwhelming at the whole different level of education and training and everything that's available. And I want to put in here too is because there are some universities who have a nurse executive program. Can you spend a little time talking about the nurse executive programs that some uh, universities offer? Yeah, so uh, great question because this can be a little confusing, you know, if you're outside looking in. So what I've been talking about primarily so far this morning has been the Nursing and Health Systems Administration Pathway, which is a master's level uh, of program. OK, that's a it's a great, great degree to have for leaders of uh, at all levels, whether that is the shift charge, the charge nurse, the assistant nurse manager, you name the role. 
this master's degree will prepare you to be a stronger leader in those roles, regardless of the level. The second level of leadership uh, uh, education is the executive DMP or doctor of nursing practice. And this is a, a, a program that is available to those who are already in executive level positions. These positions may be uh, director, it may be chief nursing officer, deputy, nurse, deputy chief nursing officer. And these are individuals with a master's degree who are already in an executive position who want to then pursue their DMP. These, this program is designed specifically for you. These are the programs that will build upon your existing leadership skills and your existing degree, uh, at master's degree, to help take you to the next level. These are important doctoral programs that will help set the stage for you becoming the next level of leader, whether that's director, chief nursing officer, deputy chief nursing officer, or I want to step outside that nursing paradigm that we think about so much. Many of our graduates go on to do things that are not specific to healthcare. They become uh, CEOs of, of businesses. They become CEOs, COOs of healthcare organizations. They become entrepreneurs. They build their own business, whatever that business may be. They take on leadership roles in non-healthcare or healthcare-related fields, such as medical supply companies, drug supply companies, and then they go on, and, and Marissa can certainly speak to this, informaticists who work outside of healthcare but are healthcare related in some fashion, such as the Googles and some of the major uh, IT companies that you think about, the communication companies. So the executive DMP helps prepare that master's prepared nurse who is already in a leadership role, take it to the next level. Excellent, thank you. And I'm, I'm so, it really is, a, it's really interesting to hear how people in certain positions now have availability to get a higher level of degree uh, because we've offered so many, just not just we at UAB, but universities now offer so many different ways that you can fine tune that skill. You know, and I'm so glad, you know, Marissa was talking about earlier uh, with nurse uh, informatics and so forth and how that really does influence from a systems level approach which is deeply embedded in leadership systems approach and how it, it really impacts multiple layers uh, within the health system to improve outcomes or to identify future gaps within the health system. So Marissa, I'd like to spend a little time talking about certifications. Can we talk about some of the certifications that are available for the different degree pathways? Sure. And I know Dr. Egerton be, can be specific about the uh, leadership certifications, but in the world of informatics, we have several, depending on what the interest is of the practitioner, of the informatics practitioner. At the very basic, the uh, American Nurse Credentialing Corporation has the, um, the certification, the board certification in nursing informatics. That is at a very foundational level. The American Medical Informatics Association has also created an advanced health informatics certification, otherwise known as AHIC, that all non-physicians can take at the master's and higher level. Now, this is um, comparable to their board subspecialty for physicians in clinical informatics. We also have organizations like HIMSS, the Health Information Management System Society, which offers a number of specialized um, certifications. 
I hold a certified uh, professional in health information management, which is more for the person who's at the uh, director or CNO level, but they also have a, a, a foundational certification. We have informaticists who really love project management. So they're project management professionals or certified PMPs. So there's any number of certifications one can get to demonstrate their specific skill set. Informatics is a very wide open field in terms of what the graduate winds up doing. Um, so one fine tunes those certifications over time. There are more and more certifications growing within the field of informatics, within artificial intelligence and supply chain and just pretty much you name it. The field is, is there. We do not have to be certified at that foundational level. There are several of us who are trying to change that through hiring agencies, but that's a slow process as opposed to our nurse practitioner colleagues. But that is the array of certifications that are available to an informatics specialized nurse. Excellent, thank you. And Greg, I'd like to ask that same question because as Marissa uh, alluded to, it's the especially for leadership specifically. So what type of certifications are available for someone specific to the leadership pathways? Yeah, so thanks for asking that so that we do separate and identify the different tracks and the different uh, certifications. The, the, the ones that are most prominent and uh, most specific and have been around for a while, the first uh, are is administered through the ANCC, the American Nurses Credentialing Center. And there are two levels of nurse executive uh, certification by ANCC. The first is the board certified nurse exec. And this is typically geared towards your nurse manager, assistant nurse manager level of nurse leader. A second tier uh, certification that ANCC uh, offers is the Nurse Executive Advanced Certification. And this one tends to be towards the Deputy uh, deputy Chief Nursing Officer, Chief Nursing Officer, Director level. So there are requirements for uh, each of these certifications that you can certainly uh, find on the ANCC website. Uh, a, a few years ago, the American Organization of Nurse Leaders, or AONL, also uh, uh, developed a certification process and uh, acknowledgement, and that is as a certified nurse leader. So those are the three most common uh, certifications for nurse leaders that you see, and I highly recommend that uh, as you as you continue your education, your experience, that you do look at these certifications because it is yet another way to mark your expertise and for others to identify your expertise as a nurse leader. Okay, so I'd like to move, thank you, uh, Greg, for that information, it's very valuable for our viewers. Uh, so now I'd like to move to the next phase. So a potential student or student has entered programs of their choice based on coaching and guidance, and they figured out exactly what they would like to do. And they moved through the program, they've completed their clinical experiences, their practical experiences and so forth, and now they're ready to enter the job market. What is the job market like for these different degree pathways? So Marissa, can you share with us a little bit of your thoughts? Absolutely. In fact, about a week ago, I had a panel of some of my colleagues and, and uh, friends who are in informatics at different levels present to the current students in my track, as well as some interested honors baccalaureate students. And I think the students were very surprised to hear the pathways that these nurse leaders and nurse informaticists took to their current position and that they were surprised to see the 
vast array of job titles, job responsibilities that someone with a graduate degree in nursing informatics could achieve. So fundamentally, most nurse informaticists with their, with little experience outside of their practicum would usually start out an, in an analyst role. And that's where that nurse informaticist is using their master's degree theoretical knowledge and practical knowledge to work with the broad variety of healthcare providers and the technology providers, the information technology side, to bridge that gap between the two sides, to, to be the translator between the two sides, to be ever vigilant about the workflow and the work processes and the cognitive processes that are occurring as various technologies are being placed into a variety of settings. That is generally the foundational role that a nurse informaticist will take. And then they can, based on their experience and their skill and their desire, move anywhere up to project manager, project director, project lead, um, and then out into chief nursing informatics officer, chief information officer, um, chief, well, they can, we have some as CNO and COO and CEO. They stay within the healthcare sector or they go um, out to, as Dr. Egerton said, some entrepreneurial role or out to a large organization. I have a colleague who's the chief nurse officer of of Microsoft, and she, or the Chief Nurse Informatics Officer of Microsoft, she oversees all that. So it uh, the the pathway is is varied. It depends on your interest. I have nurse nurse nursing students who come in at the graduate level who really just have an interest in building screens and that kind of thing, and we try to accommodate that. And then I have others who are gearing toward wanting to be a chief nurse informatics officer because they understand the impact and influence of these systems across the sectors. Thank you, and you know, thank you for sharing with us that sort of you know it could be a stepwise approach. It really is how the customized educational pathway is available to students based on what their needs or their goals or the, the desires are. So Greg, can we spend a little bit of time talking about your job, the job market more uh, into the leadership side of the health systems leadership and the nurse executive? Sure, absolutely. And, and I, I wanna kind of mirror what uh, Dr. Wilson just said. Uh, walking out of a master's degree in nursing leadership is not going to uh, it's not the path to the CNO position uh, if you are currently in a staff nurse position. This is a progression, and that's that's intentional because we all learn things at each level of leadership, and most of us have started at that charge nurse, charge nurse level, may have become an assistant nurse manager, then a nurse manager, then a director, kind of did that kind of uh, trajectory. And so it's important to understand that this is a process, okay? This is helping you prepare to become the nurse leader that you want to be. Secondly, I wanna emphasize that we need leaders at every level of the organization. Our goal is, is not to only create chief nursing officers in the leadership path, because if we don't have strong nurse managers, if we don't have strong charge nurses, if we don't have strong assistant nurse managers, the organization cannot be successful. So each person is going to need to assess what level of uh, leadership they want to be in, because not everyone that, that goes back to a graduate program wants to be the chief nursing officer. And guess what? There's only one chief nursing officer position in most organizations, so you can't get there until you have worked your way up to that. And so, uh, 
you have to come into this understanding that this is a, a step-by-step progression and the progression doesn't always end up as the chief nursing officer. You know, we need, again, strong leaders at all levels of the organization. And this graduate uh, programs can certainly prepare you for every level of that uh, as well. Uh, secondly, is that we want to make sure that you also, as, as Dr. Wilson said, want to make sure that you are understand that you're going to be prepared to work not only in that trajectory on an inpatient unit and inpatient setting, but also for outpatient. We oftentimes forget about the leadership requirements in our vast outpatient healthcare delivery systems. And then our, our entrepreneurs who want to do that. I will say this, the market is wide open. So we talk a lot about turnover and vacancies for staff nurses because that's where the care takes place. That's where our patients see our nurses. And that's important. We have to stay focused on that. But we also need to start really focusing on the succession planning for nurse leaders. I just read an article last week that was published about uh, nine months ago. And this was a survey of about 1,800 nurse managers, directors, and chief nursing officers. The results of that survey showed that 50%, 5-0% of these leaders in these roles anticipate leaving their roles within the next five years. That's huge. We're talking about a huge loss in nurse leaders, and this was just a sample of about 1,800 nurse leaders. About half of the, the chief nursing officers anticipate retirement, so they're not moving to another position. They're leaving leadership roles. So it, we forecast a big turnover, a continuously large turnover in nurse leader positions at all levels of the organization. So the job market is open. Now prepare yourself and be ready to build yourself up to fill those positions. So you gave us a nice little opportunities here. There's a lot of opportunities, but the flip side is some of the challenges. And uh, that's one of the things I know Marissa and you have both kind of laid out some of the challenges uh, with, you know, available technologies, focus from the organization and so forth on what are some potential challenges for moving forward with these degree pathways. So as you know, in our final few minutes together, I'd like to spend a little time talking about resources. So can you give us some of the resources that you have for some of these degree pathways? Uh, and then, you know, what type of resources someone who might be interested in reading more about it, uh, can, where they can go? Marissa? Thank you, Curry, for asking, because my specialty is frequently misunderstood, and I will often hear, I did not know about this. Um, nursing informatics has been a graduate specialty since the late 90s, so we've been around for quite some time. Um, it is not new. Maybe people are just seeing it with all of the EHR implementations that occur under meaningful use, and they were finding uh, people in this role. Um, we have several organizations that are directed toward the nursing informatics individual, and I encourage all my students to join them as, as students because the registration fees and the, the membership fees are much lower, but it gives you an opportunity to network with an amazing group of informaticists across the country and beyond to learn about job uh, resources and to gain new skills in the graduate master's program. Because technology changes so rapidly, we cannot 
always keep pace with the latest and greatest. But through these organizations, one can do that. So for informatics, we do have the American Nursing Informatics Association, known as ANIA, A-N-I-A. But we also have the American Medical Informatics Association, which covers all healthcare professions. We have a nursing informatics working group in there. That tends to be much more of the research scholarship end of informatics. <clears throat> this is AMIA. And then we have a very, very large organi organization called HIMSS, the Health Information Management System Society, H-I-M-S-S, which has a nursing informatics sector. HIMSS has I don't know, 70 or 80,000 members. When they have an annual conference in non-COVID times, there are 50 and 60,000 people with three and 4,000 vendors that you can peruse. All the, the big vendors down the center that you would think of, plus many small ones, including startups, which is I always find very, very exciting. But the nursing informatics group within HIMSS is quite vibrant. So I encourage those who are interested to look at American Nursing Informatics Association or the American Medical Informatics Association <clears throat> Nursing Informatics Working Group, um, otherwise known as NIWIC, or the HIMSS Nursing Informatics Group to get further information about the vast breadth and depth of what these influential nurses are doing across the globe. It's not just in the U.S. I interface with my international colleagues with the same thing from Mexico to the UK to you know, all across the country. Um, it's quite exciting. We're all working towards the same goal. And that is moving towards digital health. We saw that with the COVID moving towards telehealth and health everywhere. And the world didn't fall apart. The system didn't fall apart with telehealth. So that was always a fear nope. for many, many people. Uh, in fact, it made more are. access uh, to, to groups. So thank you so much for those. So, Greg, uh, just briefly, I'd like to talk about some of the resources available uh, in your specialty areas. And then what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up with some final takeaways. So, uh, like Dr. Wilson says, our professional organizations are a great resource. Uh, the largest for nursing leadership is the American Organization of Nurse Leaders, and they are found at AONL.org. Uh, so certainly look there for resources for uh, competencies, pathways, continuing education. I also encourage you to, to uh, look at the American Nurses Association, our largest nursing association. Uh, there are leadership uh, information in ANA, but also filter down to your state organizations, uh, the, the state nursing association for your state. Uh, as well as local chapters uh, for AONL and ANA, uh, et cetera. So tap on those. But I don't want to leave this without saying also faculty in your schools of nursing are there for a reason, and they are to help you understand what the requirements are going to be for your career path from an educational standpoint. And we frequently, frequently have conversations, whether that's telephone, Zoom, personal face-to-face -face meetings, sitting down and, and really just having a candid conversation about what your personal goals are, what your educational goals are, what your career goals are, and then let us help you get there. Because we are all coming from a place of practice. We did not spend the majority of our careers in academia. We have spent our vast majority of our, our uh, nursing careers in practice as nurse leaders, as informaticists, as whatever. And, and we bring that into academia so that we can help, we can help our universities 
grow our next set of leaders that we are going to sorely need. And so we can help you by doing that, by reaching out to to those of us in, in these faculty roles so that we can make it very unique and very special for you as a potential student uh, looking at a leadership pathway. Excellent. Thank you. You know, in our uh, last minute together, I'd like to spend about 30 seconds for each of you for some quick takeaways. So, Greg, any, any final quick takeaway for our viewers? So my takeaway is be sure to look at nursing leadership and not the old traditional, there's a clipboard nurse, okay, there's a leader, the, the clipboard nurses. Look at it as a specialty within the nursing profession that, that does have an impact, makes an impact on patient care. It's just through an indirect route by managing large systems and helping provide resources for our nurses. Also understand that from my personal experience, leadership is fun. I did this, I have done this for the vast majority of my career, and I have, I can honestly say I enjoyed every day that I had in my leadership role. Yeah, there were tough days, there are hard days, there are long hours, all of the things that staff nurses uh, have, the, the CNO also has those. But I walked away every day fully satisfied that I had done everything that I could for my staff, for my patients, for my team members, but I also had a heck of a lot of fun doing it. So I encourage you to consider that. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And Marissa, any final remarks? Yes, I just want to echo what Dr. Egerton said. These are very exciting times. Healthcare is changing. In my field, we are there's a big push nationally and internationally to go more toward digital health, providing healthcare, not just not just episodic. Um, treatment care, but healthcare across all sectors into patients, caregivers, populations, their homes, their communities, using digital technologies. Patients are uh, and communities and and our consumers are used to having the convenience of technology. They do it with banking, they do it with purchasing, and they now want to do it with their healthcare when and where they, when and where they need it. This is a seismic shift within healthcare. The largest proportion of healthcare providers across the nation, regardless of where they are, are nurses. So any seismic shift has great ripples among this group. And we need strong nursing informatics leaders in order to look at the implications of these technologies and these changes on the healthcare sector, on our patients, providers, and communities. I will have to say that my great pleasure in my career has been, as an informaticist, has been the ability to work across all the disciplines within a large healthcare system. From, as I said, from the dietitians, I learned more about, about how to run the back end uh, consumer kitchen in a large hospital than I ever thought I ever wanna know. I worked with my pharmacist colleagues, I worked with physicians, I worked with surgeons, I worked with anesthesiologists, and of course, I worked with nurse leaders all up and down the line and across the enterprises and outside of the enterprises. So, and it was very exciting to help infuse the appropriate technology using the right workflow, the right cognitive thought process in order to provide nursing leadership and nurses with the tools that they need, the data that they need to make data-based driven decisions about the care that they were going to provide individually or as a group or as an organization. And that has always been my pleasure to watch the power of data come alive to someone um, knowing that those are concepts of nursing impact on patient care that are really important that we quantify and capture.
which were not captured in the patient world. Everything we did pretty much disappeared. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And thanks to both of you for sharing your vast experience and, and the lens of leadership from how everything from technology to patient flow to transitional care to the executive level. So there's been a lot of great conversation today. And I really can't thank you enough for spending some time and hopefully influencing uh, in a positive way our, uh, uh, some of our viewers to potentially interest uh, in these programs. And we look forward to seeing you next time in Clinical Pearls. Thanks for listening to Clinical Pearls from the UAB School of Nursing Health Network. This podcast is also available in video form at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash nursing network.